Thank you for joining for Shelter Together. Today I have Wendy Clow with me. She's the Executive Director for Habitat for Humanity. Thank you for joining, Wendy. Thank you for having me. So starting out, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of your history in Jackson, some of your past experiences, and how you eventually came to join the Habitat team? Sure. Um, that can get to be a long story, but I'll see if I can condense it. Yeah. Um, so I've been in Jackson for about 30 years. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for about 30 years. I grew up in Tennessee, actually. So um, after high school, I went into the Marine Corps and moved around a little bit there and um, ended up up here because of um, uh, I, the person I married after the Marine Corps was from Jackson. Mm -hmm. So um, that was my, my first marriage. Um, but I'm now married to Scott Clow. A lot of people mm -hmm. know Scott mm -hmm. from the radio. Yep, yep. K105.3. Um, so a lot of people, you know, they see me and are you Scott's wife? I'm like, no, he's my husband. Exactly. Yeah, Scott's my husband. <laughs> husband. So um, anyway, uh, we've been married for about, uh, gosh, ten, so it's almost 11 years, and well, 10 and a half years. And um, I have two kids that are grown. They're 27 and, no, actually they just had birthdays, 28 and 30. <laughs> And um, I know I didn't. We actually had a big 30th birthday party for my son. So um, now he speaking to him, he's a state mm -hmm. trooper. Okay. Here, uh, he works out of the Marshall Post. And then okay. my daughter is a nurse in the ER here mm -hmm. in Jackson. Okay. And so, yeah, my background professionally has been mm -hmm. in um, in marketing for the most part. Although after I left the Marine Corps and moved up here, I did spend about eight years in the mortgage industry, which has come in okay. really handy right. with my job uh, here at Habitat. But um, when I switched from mortgages to marketing, um, that that I was probably maybe 10 or so years in marketing um, and all through the digital evolution of marketing mm -hmm. and, and that, and that was really, I loved it. But, and I still do a lot of it with Habitat. Um, this position, this opportunity came up for me about four years ago, and I was told about it through someone that I know, um, and it just sounded really interesting, like a really good next step in my career. And honestly, for my stage in life that I'm in, I mean, I've got adult kids. I've also got two stepkids. So my, mm -hmm. my husband's kids are um, in 11th and 12th grade, so mm -hmm. we're almost, almost empty nesters again. And um, I just feel like... I'm the mom of a big organization. It's not mm -hmm. even that big, but the, the mom of a, of a big family. Mm -hmm. And um, my job is to just bring resources together to uh, let people have what they need to do their jobs. And mm -hmm. it's been a great fit. I've been there for about four years now. Right. Well, it's a unique trajectory getting yeah, there. Yeah, I know, great. right? I'm sure all experiences tie in. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit, uh, for those that aren't familiar, just what's some of the mission of Habitat for Humanity, both? Know, kind of nationally, internationally, mm -hmm. and then specifically in Jackson, if it's different than the, the larger yeah. mission, or if it's more focused, mm -hmm. um, and then you know, kind of talk to you about you know the, the restore and some of the, the things that all tie into what the, the mission of Habitat is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Habitat. A lot of people don't realize, and I didn't before I, um, I I started what we do and how we do it and why we do it. Um, a lot of people are under the impression that Habitat gives people houses, which is really far from the truth. And, but just kind of to back up a little bit, Habitat is a national, is an international organization. Actually, our home office 
um, is called Habitat for Humanity International, and they're located in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And we have, um, so an affiliate like the Jackson Local Habitat, mm -hmm. we're called affiliates. So it's similar, if it were a for-profit world, it's similar to a franchise. So yep. we would be like an independent franchisee kind okay. of thing. So we are not technically, um, you know, affiliated with other habitats in the state or the country okay. other than through our relationship, our common relationship with Habitat International. Okay. So um, Habitat International provides the model for us to do what we do and it's a playbook. We take that and we, we can customize it for our local communities because every community is different in the way that, uh, in the needs when it comes to affordable housing. Um, and so we can all be really, uh, really individual as far as how we apply the playbook to what we do, but there are uh, strict rules and guidelines around certain things and they provide the support, um, like the support to make sure that we're in compliance with all of the, all of the regulations um, because we are considered a mortgage company and we're also considered a construction company. And okay. so, as you know, uh, right. you know, both of those industries have really heavy government compliance things that we have to right. be aware of and follow. So, um, Habitat International has uh, departments about each of those, and mm -hmm. a legal department, a mortgage department, a construction department, and they make sure that we follow all of the guidelines that we need to, and they provide all those resources for us to be able to do that. Okay. So, that's kind of how it all works together. Um, and one of our major sources of income is the ReStore. You were asking about the ReStore. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been to the ReStore um, in a while, you really need to, to check it out. It's kind of like a new store every day. Um, again, before I started with Re with Habitat, I didn't even realize that the ReStore was just a resale store, just like any other resale store. It's open right. to the public. As a matter of fact, we have this big sign out front that says open to the public, because people don't think mm -hmm. that. People think it's just a store for maybe contractors or something right. like that. Uh -huh. But we have um, furniture, household goods, um, some electronics. We've got most of it's just house good stuff, like like I said, the furniture, but also um, construction materials that have been donated to us, flooring, um, cabinets, countertops, sinks, bathrooms, mirrors, all of that stuff. Um, much of it is most of it's donated and pre-used. But, but most of it is in really good condition, but some of it is new. Um, we have great partners in the community like Christoph's and uh, Vermeulen's and Lowe's and, you know, that, that will donate new products that for some reason or another they need to get out of their inventory or something like that and they'll just bring it down to us. So we've got, sometimes you can find some really good new stuff um, if you're doing something to your house or something like that. And then, um, it's really heavily discounted and okay. so that as a resale store also to donate if you are do, redoing your your kitchen or your you're buying new furniture or something like that and you want to get rid of your stuff uh, we'll come pick it up from you if you need oh. it yeah so um, if it's still good useful if, it, stuff. if it's still good useful stuff yes. uh, we have we are not a dump <laughs> let me just put that out there we are not a dump so <laughs> please don't bring your junk uh, but you know it's pretty subjective you know, people, um, some people would look at something and think that that's not usable and it's junk and other people might want it. So, so it's not to say don't bring it unless it's perfect because we do, we would like to have anything as long as it's in decent condition. But um, we have had people that will drop off stuff after hours or overnight and leave. We have bags of leaves 
that yeah. were dropped off the other night outside of our door. Mm -hmm. It's hard to sell those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. But yes, please. Let me PSA. Public service announcement. Don't take your bags of leaves to to a yes. resale store anyway. So, but yeah, so that's a huge, a huge revenue generator for us. That's yeah. probably, um, last I looked, cause we do keep track. It's about 60 to 65% of our total revenue okay. to be able to do what we do. Right. Yeah. So, so, so you talked a little bit about saying you don't just give houses mm -hmm. to people. So people don't just call you and say, can I have a house? You yeah. say, yeah, nine months right. you have a house. So, so what's, what's that process <laughs> yeah. look like from, from the beginning you know how do you identify you know because anybody would say i would like a house so how do you identify who's actually going to meet the criteria for you what's the process mm -hmm. and do they have their own skin in the game or yeah. is it just they passively get a house and so yeah kind of walk yeah. us through some of that process sure. yeah i'd love to talk about that um it is a program that we have it's our home buyer program and we call it a home buyer program because that's exactly what the people that apply and go through the program do they purchase the house from us the, what we do is we're not a we're not a charity. We don't give things to people. We don't offer handouts. Uh, we offer a hand up. Mm -hmm. That that whole saying, not a handout, but a hand up. Mm -hmm. um, we offer opportunities for people who are renting that could very well be great homeowners, mm -hmm. but just don't know how to get there. Yeah. Um, many times there are people who have grown up in poverty who for generations probably have never experienced home ownership and don't know what it means because we're not really taught about that so much in schools. I mean, maybe they're getting a little bit better about it now, but for, you know, it's not really something that's focused on in school. And if you've not seen it at home or been taught about it at right. home, how do you even go about buying a house, you know, right. and becoming a homeowner? And so that's what we do. We, we um, help people learn about that. Mm -hmm. We have a financial counseling, um, program that they have to go through. So once they apply, if someone's interested, um, their application process is very simple. And as soon as you decide that you want to go through this, the first thing that you would do is you would get connected with a financial counselor. Mm -hmm. And the very, like the meat of the program is really working through everything with them. So that financial counselor is going to look at your credit. They're going to look at um, what you're, they're going to talk to you about what your financial goals are. If, mm -hmm. if what you want to do is purchase a house, they're going to help you set that goal and figure out what you need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. So they're going to work with you on um, if there is anything on your credit report that needs to be cleaned up, mm -hmm. they're going to help you do that. That's very doable. People right. sometimes are really intimidated by the credit report, but Sometimes, I mean, just because you've made mistakes or you've had stuff, you know, that's landed on your credit report that doesn't look good, it doesn't mean that right. that's following you forever. It right. really is not a life sentence. And so um, it just, the financial counselor will really dig into all of that with you and get you prepared to be able to get a mortgage to purchase a house. Okay. Um, once you've worked through that process and the financial counselor feels like you're ready to get pre-approved for a mortgage, they're going to get get you back in touch with um, with us. It's basically, our staff, other than that, you know, financial counselor is hands off at that point while they're working together because it's a very private, uh, personal, intimate right. thing that you're dealing with. So right. we don't we don't get into your business as far as that's concerned. That one person does, and it's you and that person walking through this path together. Once you're ready, then you start back working with our program coordinator who will then kind of get you into the buyer part of, of the program. And um, 
then we look at what houses we might have in progress. So we, being a construction company, we build houses brand new from the ground up. We also do gut rehabs. Like if there's a house that is, um, it, it, you know, it's been vacant, we've worked with the city and taken some of those and, and gutted them and, and made them new again. So whether it's a brand new build or a gut rehab, we'll look at what we're doing, seeing if there's something that matches what your situation is and is a good fit for your family. We match you with the house, then you start putting in what we call sweat equity. Mm -hmm. So because you're probably not going to have at this point a lot of money to put down, that's okay. A large down payment is not required, um, but we do require uh, a minimum of 300 hours of mm -hmm. sweat equity. Personal time towards Personal the process. Personal time towards the process. So you're that's helping awesome. to build your house. You are helping other people build their houses. Mm -hmm. You are uh, helping in the restore <clears throat> maybe. You could be writing thank you notes to some of our donors. Um, just whatever, whatever you could do to kind of just really be fully invested in mm -hmm. in your own in your own progress. So all of that process mm -hmm. could take a year, two years. You know, it just depends on yeah. it depends on really on you. And so um, it's it's all self driven. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of people that start the financial <clears throat> counsel, counseling process that will become ready to become a homeowner and maybe they don't match with the house that we have because mm -hmm. we could have two dozen applicants at any given time going through the financial process and mm -hmm. we build maybe three to five houses a year so right. once you're ready to buy a house you have choices you can either wait and try to get you know as long as it takes to get into one of our houses mm -hmm. or we can talk to you about what it might take to get um to get hooked up with a realtor and a mortgage person mm -hmm. on the market and buy that way you know so there's a lot of choices when you go through that okay That's yeah good. so within jackson in particular are there trends that you know habitat's seen over the years or you know was there a big focus in the 90s and early 2000s and you know kind of now because uh, people are wondering is homelessness going up more or mm -hmm. you know a lot of houses in jackson were torn down over the last yeah. you know, five ten years and so i guess what's kind of your focus within Jackson, within kind of the bigger context of things and, yeah. and kind of be doing things as you have the last five, 10 years or the next five years, do you see adapting the strategy at all? The, the program and the strategy, as far as how, um, you know, how all that comes together, like I just described is always, it's always mm -hmm. going to be like that. It's been like that since 1976, basically. Um, but the, the construction side of it is changing and there we're always looking at ways to help more people and across the country habitat nationally is looking at ways to scale what we do so that we can do more than in the in the near future maybe we can do more than build three to five houses a year maybe yeah. we can maybe we can scale that up to where we can do a whole lot at one time mm -hmm. and get, you know, get more in there. At the same time, we're also looking at, um, uh, at energy efficiency mm -hmm. and we're getting a lot better about that. So for instance, 10 years ago, the houses that we built here in Jackson are way different than the houses that we're building now. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do, um, there's been a huge jump in the quality of the houses that Habitat builds, mm -hmm. even over the last five to seven years. Um, Habitat for Humanity is the fifth largest home builder in the country oh. as an organization. Mm -hmm. uh, literally, we build a lot of houses. And 
um, with that comes a lot of attention from maybe government agencies or other organizations that are interested in um, decreasing the carbon footprint or um, increasing energy efficiency of the house, increasing the durability of the house. There's a story that gets told a lot about um, a house that Habitat built in somewhere in Florida on the coast. Uh, uh, strong winds or hurricane type storm came through and the only house left standing was the Habitat house, mm -hmm. you know, because because that's the way we build now. Right. Um, we build with the family in mind that's going to get that house. And they're coming into home ownership as a low-income family. I didn't mention that before, but we do work with families who live at 80% of the area median income or below. Um, that's easy to look up. It's a HUD, it's a HUD scale um, that they put out for every county in the, in the country. So these families that are getting into these houses, they're, they're low income to begin with, which is why it's, it's really important to really talk about budgeting and, and being um, mindful with, with your money and that kind of thing. But we also need to have a house that is going to be affordable for them to live in, not just for the monthly payment, but we want the utilities um, to be cost effective and we want the house to be, um, you know, just, it, it's going to be uh, not something they're going to have to put a lot of money into up front. You know, they can take, as long as they maintain it, which we teach them how to do, it's a house that's going to last for a long time for them and they're not going to have to put a lot of money into it. So those are things that we've really been um, focused on over the last decade as Habitat. And um, it's only getting better and better. And we are partnering, currently actually, we're partnering with um, the Department of Energy. Okay. And they are, there's there are some beta kind of stuff or pilot types of programs that they're trying to get some major builders to take part in as far as um, things to reduce the carbon footprint and things to um, increase the, like I said, the energy efficiency. So we're working on all those kinds of things. Um, a big challenge right now is the cost of building materials and the availability of building materials. Um, it's no secret, it's in the news everywhere. The, uh, the supply chain is an issue. Um, two houses that we've had built and enclosed for, well, since August, we've been waiting on windows to come in and we can't get the siding on them until we get the windows in and we still don't have the windows. They were originally supposed to come in in August um, now they're saying November. So, um, so it's those types of challenges and we, we're also paying a lot more for materials than we ever did yeah. ever. And, um, luckily here in Jackson, we have a grant through, it's a HUD grant that is administered by the city that's helping us be able to subsidize those higher costs right, um, right now. So that's, that's a, um, just a gift because we had that already um, had that already secured before COVID, but if we hadn't, right. I don't know how we would be building right now. We would have had to, to figure something else out because um, our cost to build a house over the last two years since since COVID started um, has increased by thirty to forty percent. Right. That's a lot for an affordable house. Yeah. So we have a lot of money going into these houses that we're selling for an affordable price right. for the family. So. It's really upside down right now, so which you is would why have to take a loss so that you can exactly. Keep it, uh, so we have that's where donations and grants come in, and the yeah. you know, and the um, there, the, there's we call it there's a lot of gaps. So there's gaps between the cost to build and the affordability of the house for the family mm -hmm. that we have to cover with subsidized, you know, with subsidies with donations and, and grants. Um, but then there's also the gap between 
and financing between, um, you know, you know, we have to make sure that we're able to get them in a mortgage that they can, that they can manage, right. which sometimes means that we're going to be having to share some equity in that house. Mm -hmm. So if the house appraises, let's say the house that we build appraises for 150,000, which it very well might in this market. Mm -hmm. Right. But the buyer can afford a mortgage at a hundred thousand. Right. Then we have to try to get down payment assistance, which can go towards that. But whatever right. gap is left, we have to hold that as equity, meaning um, as shared equity, meaning we hold a silent um, subordinate mortgage mm -hmm. so that they can still get in with their mortgage that they can afford. Right. But that equity is being shared, that the, the equity that's, that's that gap there is being shared. It would mm -hmm. be better if we could have grants to cover that versus having right. just those that you know that amount left sitting on the table but hmm. it's a whole very big long conversation we could have and i just keep on going but so you can stop me <laughs> yeah, that's yeah it's tricky yeah so yeah so something i really appreciate about habitat is <clears throat> when you think about generational poverty and you know that's kind of a big conversation i think home ownership is a huge solution to that because the family's been renting for a hundred years, mm -hmm. you know, where other families, if they've just owned all that wealth is being passed on or when the grandparent passed away, yes. that, that house goes to the person and, and every payment is going towards something you own rather than just to renting. And so, and also, you know, you put down roots in a community where it's not necessarily great for kids to bounce from apartment to apartment yes. so that they're, you know, changing school districts. So kind of the, the larger conversations having kind of big head nationally, that's something that really excites me about Habitat is, you know, 30 years from now, more and more people have that ownership. Not only does it enhance, you know, the the skin in the game in the communities mm -hmm. to kind of care for your own place, but now those kids and those grandkids are kind of going to benefit from that wealth that's built over time. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so what you guys do is, is fantastic. And uh, I have a great yeah. example of that. You want a good story? You want a good feel good story? I do. Okay. Feel good. Please. <laughs> we have a, uh, a homeowner who bought their house from us um, just over 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. And um, since then, since she purchased it, her family's grown. She's got five kids and mm -hmm. they're young. They're from one's a baby. And then the, I think the oldest is 12 or 13. And, um, the neighborhood that her house is in has gone down as far as it's, it's higher crime. When I say mm -hmm. it's gone down, it's just deteriorated a little bit over mm -hmm. the years. And we do have pockets like that in Jackson, right? Um, and this house happens to sit right there mm -hmm. in the middle of um, a really hard neighborhood to grow uh, for kids to grow up in. Right. And um, I, I was talking to her one day and she was just, she was worrying over that. Right. And, I said, you know, you could sell that house and move into a different area, right? And that honestly had never occurred to her. Mm. And these are things that they should be learning in the financial counseling as they're going through it. But really, all that were all there many many times just focused on getting stability, getting into right. that house, and being stable. Like you said, not yeah. having to move around, not having to worry about how long this rental is going to last for, and that kind of thing. So that was what she was focused on. She mm. got that. She's kept up her house so nice, and this. As you know, right now we're in a great market to sell a house. Right. So I introduced her to a realtor in town that I know, mm -hmm. and um, she did an analysis on it. And and it turns out that this home buyer or this homeowner has enough equity in her house right now that she's going to have a good chunk of a down payment mm -hmm. to take to go into a better neighborhood, yep. a bigger house. 
and her house, she just accepted an offer. Hmm. And so now she gets to go shop for a new house, you know, and um, she is, so that's something that, you know, people don't realize that it's a long-term effect of, um, of this. And there's another home homeowner family whose kids were, they just actually, this other homeowner family paid off their mortgage two years ago and they're, to stay in touch with us and they're great, great mentors for new ones coming in. But their kids were young when they bought their house. Now they're adults and those kids now that are adults keep in touch with me and mm -hmm. want to do things with Habitat and right. there it's like full circle. It's yep. beautiful. I love that part of my job. And the kids yeah. are seeing the process happen. Yep. They don't realize the, the financial counseling that's happening, but yeah, they're learning they the, the steps whole... of what they're, yep. they're able to do. So that just becomes the norm for yes. their adults, which is neat. Yeah. So as we kind of get close to wrapping up, um, what are some ways that you would encourage the Jackson community to either get specifically involved with mm -hmm. Habitat or just in general within some of these bigger issues, you know, whether or not it's with Habitat? Or yeah, not. yeah. Um, I would say there's, everybody's got in different ways to give back and different times in their lives would, you know, lend for different types of um uh, of resources to be able to, to put in. So whether you are, um, maybe you're an empty nester yourself, you've gone through your career, you're very financially stable, you want to give back, um, financial gifts are always welcome. I said something about uh, the ReStore being about 60% of our revenue. The other, um, there's other two other sources of revenue. One is our mortgages. We do mm -hmm. hold some mortgages. So we get mortgage income from that. And then grants and donations is the other one. So we need all that help that we can get. The ReStore really does um, serve to sustain us operationally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the majority, if not all, of the local donations and grants that come in can go directly towards the, the homes. I mean, we could, every bit of the money that comes into uh, Jackson Habitat stays in our mission. Mm -hmm. um, so, there's that, and then uh, we do everything that we do with volunteers. We have two okay. people on staff that do that are construction-related people. One is a, um, a a licensed contractor, obviously, and he is the one that that oversees all the construction. But we have a regular crew of volunteers mm -hmm. that have joined us. Maybe many of them are have retired. They've gone through yeah. their career and have retired, and they've got time on their hands and they're still young and they want to do something. And so we've got a group of people who show up day after day, week after week, as if it's their job. It's a beautiful thing. They love it. They love it because they get to they're We're putting them to work. They're doing, they're doing work that's meaningful and they've got the camaraderie and the, the fellowship that they're, that, you know, with doing that. So we need to uh, continue to replenish that group because okay. We, um, a lot of the people that have been with us for a long time in that group started after they volunteer, or I'm sorry, started volunteering with us after they retired 15 okay. years ago. So right. as you can imagine, they're aging out, out right. of being able to do this. So we need to continue to replenish that. So volunteerism is huge. Okay. Even if you don't have all of that kind of time to volunteer, um, we always need volunteers for, even if it's just a few hours a week, there's always okay. something that can be that can be done or that you can help with in the restore mm -hmm. or administratively. We try to keep our overhead costs as low as possible. So we use right. it volunteers as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And um, so those are basically the, the, we've got a couple of committees uh, that we, that we need help with. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, 
basically volunteering and giving financially okay. are two two big things. And then do you have a website people if they did want to volunteer uh, or give yeah. financially that they could visit? Yep, it's jacksonhabitat.org. Okay. Really easy, jacksonhabitat.org. And then for to get it directly to the donation page, it's just jacksonhabitat.org slash donate. Mm -hmm. Or if you just go to jacksonhabitat.org or just Google Habitat in Jackson, Michigan, um, you'll get to our website and there's a big button that says donate. Okay. And there's also um, easy to find page for volunteering as well. Okay. So, yeah. Well, any final words of wisdom for anybody in the Jackson community or your old Marine friends or <laughs> anything like that before we yes. wrap up? Oh my gosh, that's a long time I've been in the Marine Corps. But <laughs> anyway, um, I just, since I've been with Habitat, I've realized just how generous the Jackson community is. Um, I have, I just can't say enough about that. And so I guess really the big thing is just thank you. And I get so inspired every day when I see people that, um, that come together with us to engage in what we do. And they really, they really get deeply involved in what we do. Many of them do. And, uh, and it's a really big family. And honestly, all I have to do is just be there. I just have to provide the resources, keep the doors open right. and let people come in and do yeah. it, you know, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful job. And I love Jackson. Um, I can't say enough about how, how great the community is really. So, well, thank you for what you do. You've been a huge encouragement to me personally, and I appreciate what Habitat does. And, and really, you know, here at Jackson Interface Shelter, I mean, I, I mean it when I say I would love to work us out of a job. Yeah. We don't want there to be homelessness. We're an emergency shelter. And so organizations like Habitat that are providing that yeah. long-term solution for what we're shooting for, we want to just continually think of how do we partner more with you guys? How do we get people to, to work hand-in-hand -hand with you? And, yeah. and what does it look like to move somebody from the homeless shelter into housing, whether that's yeah. an actual bill that you do or the financial counseling that helps people to mm -hmm. you know get their credit to a place so that in five or ten years they can move to this next season or their car insurance can yeah. be cheaper because their credit score is better so all of that goes hand in hand so so thanks for doing yeah. all those different pieces yeah it's a long process it's a wide scale and i don't know if i talked about the fact that or if we said in the beginning that i'm on the board of directors here mm -hmm. and so yeah i'm on the board of directors here at the shelter right. so i um i love what you guys do too i mean i've seen so much change in this place in the last two to three you years. You pushed a lot of that. <laughs> well, you're responsible. You and your staff are responsible for most of it. And I've been talking about being inspired. So thank you for what you guys do too.